comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. This is Abe. Hello. Out now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to our main film of the week, games and other fun stuff. This is episode 98. 98. 98. Almost 100. Yeah. Much bigger than 42. It is big. <laughs> it's bigger. <laughs> it's more than double 42. Um, but that's next week's episode, so we'll get there. <laughs> Um, spoilers. Um, but joining, uh, we're, throw me all off here. This is episode 98, and today we're discussing Evil Dead, the remake of the 1981 classic horror film, um, which takes us back to a, a cabin in the woods. But we'll, we'll get at all that later, because joining us to talk about Evil Dead, among other things, we have formerly of Mendelssohn's Memos, now equipped with his own brand new blog, The Town Nerd, a man who has all the chainsaw gas he needs, Brandon Peters. Groovy. Yes. <laughs> Such a... Uh, groovy. <laughs> it's awesome. The energy. <laughs> groovy. There How's we go. That? There you go. Put on the mask. But I like it, yeah. And, 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 currently coming back from one of her classic possessed arm ordeals, ZoMG, it's Leah Ducey. Hi, guys. What's happening? it. Good. <laughs> the, expe- the expected answer. That was, that was it. I wrote that down. I was like, Leah, better see this. Yep. Uh, okay. So yeah, we're talking about Evil Dead. Lots of lots of fun and games to be had. Speaking of fun and games, few announcements. One of those is not going to be as fun as the other. Um, I put up a thing on Facebook the other day. Favorite horror remakes. Didn't get too many responses, but I got one from Izzy, friend, listener, and friend of the show. Um, he said, "Funny games," which I found to be an interesting, interesting choice. Does anyone see funny games? Mm-mm. With the Tim nope. Roth and Naomi Watts, the remake of it, the Hanukkah remake. No, I've seen the trailer. No, sir. It's a it's a good trailer. It's a <laughs> it's a disturbing movie. Okay, pointing that one out. But anyway, that's that's that. Um, a hundredth episodes coming up. Hundredth episodes coming up in two episodes if you can count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just want to make that clear. You know, some people aren't that great at arithmetic. No, no one ever accuses Abe of pandering to the audience. No. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys so much. I, I love it as much as Marcus Robinson loves Beasts of the Southern Wild. 
You gotta get it in there. Yeah, get yeah, it in. I, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's bring up one other thing. Um, Roger Ebert. Serious moment. Yeah, it was serious moment. Dropping, dropping, dropping the beat. I guess. Yeah. Roger Ebert passed away this uh, this week, and um, <laughs> it you know he's he's an influential figure and what have you. And I, Abe, do you have anything to? You Absolutely. Uh, you know, Roger Ebert. I'm sorry to hear that he passed away. Um, it was kind of strange that he'd written that I'm going to take a leave of presence and then pass away the next day. But I grew up watching Roger Ebert on Sundays. Um, Siskel and Ebert. Uh, back in the day when they had the two thumbs up logos and it was quite influential in terms of, uh, I was just like, wow, this guy has written down everything that I felt about this movie. So I was very, uh, you know, saddened to hear of the news and I hope that everything is uh, okay with the, his family. And I hope that, you know, there's a, a way that we can continue some of his website work, uh, for the future generations. Brandon, you got anything to add to that? Um, I guess I just share, uh, like kind of a pinnacle moment with him and like film criticism for me in general was uh like I, gr- I was a big horror junkie growing up that's how I learned a lot about movies and you know got to where I am now and yeah, critics like him and Siskel and Malton and all them would you know, trash to high heaven the movies I liked all the sci-fi and uh horror movies and uh I but I I'd still watch their show and I was like you know I don't know the torture you like or something like that, but uh, summer of '96, I, get, I think him and Siskel were guesting on uh, Oprah or something, and it was like a big summer movie preview or talking about it and stuff. And they mentioned uh, their best movie of the summer was The Arrival, starring Charlie Sheen. It's a great movie. And I was like, what? No. And then I saw it and it was awesome and I was like, okay, okay. And then I tuned on and paid more attention and started to enjoy them. And I started learning that the critics were more like, you know, the previous generation's version of film geeks like us. They're just older now, more refined. And when you get older, you start acting the way they do towards newer stuff. And it's just the way it is. But, uh, that's my pinnacle moment when I started to really pay attention to him and respect him a lot. Honey, you have anything there? Um, my only thing is that he's from my hometown of Champaign, Urbana, Illinois, and he's always been revered as like a, you know, hometown hero. Um, Ebert Fest always takes place in Champaign, so. I didn't know that's where it took place. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've just always, you know, been very hyper aware of him my entire life. So, you know, it, it's very sad and I, I find it very interesting that people are saying that he kind of wrote his own eulogy. And, um, I, I just find it very poignant. I actually didn't get around to reading, um, what he had written a few days before he died until, you know, right after he died. But, you know, he, he was a huge legend and, um, he will be very missed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a, I spent a lot of years listening to and reading what Ibra had to say. And, you know, I, now I do a lot of things that are related to talking and writing about movies, and it's very clear to me that Ebert was a big part of inspiring how I perform and do those things. And uh, Siskel and Ebert, that was a show that I would watch weekly, and then, you know, that ended when Gene Siskel passed away. And now reading Ebert's reviews, when they would be released every week, um, that's something I would do as well. And, then, and then, you know, that's, that's now over as well. And whether or not I agreed with, you know, Ebert's points, it's... He, he had he had opinions that I respected, and I was a fan of his writing. So I, I don't compare 
to this man and, you know, his quality of how he did things. But, you know, I, I try very hard and you know, I'm doing something right. So it's, I, I like where I am. And it's sad to see that Eber has passed on because he's, he's left a mark on this world in terms of film criticism and his, his legacy is not going to be soon be forgotten. So. So yeah, Agreed. bring it back up. <laughs> bring it, bring it in. We're climbing the hill. We're climbing the hill. Woo! Back up to the top here. Brandon Peters and I have already agreed that we're going to do a, a commentary for the arrival, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, so like, let's move on now. Let's get to know everybody. Each week we try to ask each other a few questions and get a, the, the, set the tone for the podcast and get to know everybody just a little bit better. And I'm going to let Abe start this one off. Cool. Brandon. Hello. All right. You're writing a new holiday horror movie. What holiday do you choose? What is the weapon of choice for your killer? And what's the origin behind your killer? Why is he so killy? Why is he so killy, Brandon? <laughs> Why is he so killy? Why is he so killy? He's getting stabby. <laughs> um. So I need I need the holiday weapon of choice and origin. Weapon of choice. Weapon of choice meaning Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> um. I crushed that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, uh... Okay, Yom Kippur is the holiday. <laughs> Thank I, you. I got it. Uh, <laughs> but Teacher Appreciation Day... Oh. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. This is creepy. <laughs> the, uh, the weapon is, uh... You know, the, <clears throat> the blade off the uh, paper cutter, the fine paper oh, cutter? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a faculty home uh, homage. I got awful. it. <laughs> yes. Um, All rusty. I guess I'll go with, uh. Who's the villain? Is there, or why is they, why are they, why are they so killy? They could be a male or female team. Why are they so killy? Okay, that was the end. Uh, but, uh, let's see, the origin, um. Man, um. Motion, did he, did he miss a raise? He was a, he was a grumpy, mean teacher failing people and, uh, got a incredible play, prank pulled on him. I'll go with the prank route. Um and uh <laughs> he got he lost his job, family, everything, and uh on the uh seventh anniversary of, of this his firing date on Teacher Appreciation Day, he's he's come back to uh you know what? No, no, let's let's push this uh this, this is 15 riveting years. radio. This 15 years. 15 years. 15 years. Uh, all, all, the, all the students that have pulled pranks of him have miraculously become teachers in their own right at school. <laughs> and on Teacher wow. Appreciation Day, he's going to come back and, and hack them all the bits, including one that eats an af- a- apple injected with some acid. Oh, uh, this face. is great. So, um, Teacher Appreciation Day. Uh, I'm assuming to VOD. It's called, it's, it's VOD right. T, TAD. Yes. TAD on VOD this, this coming January. TBA, right. Yes. TBA. I like that. Yeah, that was a very detailed answer to that question that I'm sure many As I said earlier, I grew up on horror movies. Those horror so movies. Okay. Just so, so, give me a second and I had the whole thing down. For those that did not skip ahead on your iTunes account, um, Brandon, <laughs> it's your turn to ask a question. Okay. Um, Let's go with, uh, Leah. Since nobody responded to the, uh, the Facebook question, I'm gonna be a little more particular. What do you think is the best, uh, post, well, 2003 and after horror remake done? Hmm. 
can probably pull up a list of those. It starts with uh, starting with like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Platinum Dunes one, because that's where the craze really kind of started. Um, well, it's hard because I haven't seen a lot of like originals and remakes. Um, I I do love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with uh, Jessica Biel in it, like that that version. That was, I mean, that was clearly a remake of the original, which I have seen. Um, that's probably my favorite one, to be honest with you. Um, I hated the box remake. Um, so we got Amityville Horror, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Wolfman, eh, Dawn eh. of the Dawn of the Dead. Oh, oh yeah, Halloween. That was good. Uh, the Omen. I haven't seen a whole lot of those. Prom Night. <laughs> Scott Mendelson's favorite prom night. Ooh, uh, nobody's favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Crazes. Oh, wait, that's Crazies. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hills Have Eyes. Is that a remake? Hills Have yes. Eyes is a remake. Yeah. Oh, that movie terrified me. There was a Last House on the Left remake. Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw. And I'm sticking to it. Boom. Sticking to your guns. Put on VHS. That's dedication. Um, okay, my turn. Uh, Aaron. Yep, yep. Um, if you had to choose one way to go out from the movie, which way would it be? Hmm. Well, if I was possessed, I feel like I'm not really experiencing the pain as much as other people <laughs> may have. So that's. I, I, so I feel like getting bashed on the head with a piece of toilet would that's a horrible. That's oh, that, that's yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like she she was kind of gone at that point, as opposed to like Johnny gets nailed a bunch. So uh, right. I, I, <laughs> I think I'll just I think I'll go with that early out. <laughs> I think I'll go with that one. Fair enough. Yeah. Abe. Yeah. What's one thing that couldn't stop you from using it, even if it was wrapped in barbed wire? <laughs> Uh, What's something you just gotta have? Just cold stone, gotta uh, have it. Boom, Red Rider Daisy, BB gun. So if it was, if even it was if it was a, wrapped, I was like, uh, wrapped in barbed wire, you're like, I'll shoot my eye. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, shoot, I gotta use it. I gotta have it. Hey, I don't, use don't do it. You're gonna shoot your eye out. I don't care. I, I need don't care. it. Take and it all becomes like this vicious eye that like just starts consuming everything. That's disgusting. That, was, that got yeah. weird really quick. Yep. That just happened. And then Ralphie makes a cameo appearance at the end. He's just like, I'm here to save you. And then he gets killed, just like Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Just like dramatic yeah, speech. Yeah. And then... It's ironically the dog from Sandlot comes and just bites him out of nowhere. <laughs> well, that, well, yeah, Hercules. <laughs> Forever. Forever. All right, Leah. 20 years yep. old. Movie. <laughs> You're writing a new horror movie with a twist about a cabin in the woods retreat with five friends. What is your twist? Hmm. Cabin's been gone for ten years. <laughs> it's like it turns out they're. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the twist? I don't know. I feel like so many of them have been done already. They're all listening to Chubby Checker. <laughs> um, I mean, I I feel like a an interesting twist would be like all of them somehow surviving, like some crazy. Like, oh, so it's a teen romance movie? Live. No, they yeah. all live. Like, all this crazy uh, shit happens, they all end up leaving. And they're just like... Friends, but they all end up unscathed. And then you follow them into, like, therapy after. <laughs> <laughs> therapy. 
worst part. It's my bill's thousand dollars. <laughs> like it's it's revealed that they're all five of them were just like sitting in like a sensory deprivation tank the whole time. It's like, oh, we had some crazy dreams on that one, right, guys? All right, let's go back home. Bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, Brandon. Yo. Do you believe in demons that can possess people in real life? Why or why not? <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're getting serious. Yeah, that's personal. Uh, I, I, younger, yeah, I, I had a huge, you know, I always believed in the paranormal and supernatural stuff. I still do to some extent. I like to think that there's, you know, some sort of truth to like ghosts and things like that. would be awesome. Um, and I always like scary things. So, um, your son's possessed, right? That's a thing, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. You just shaved his head and you're like, what is this? No. <laughs> Subway sandwiches. That's a weird tattoo. <laughs> Eat fresh. What? Jerry. Um, no, I'll say there's, there's a part of me that still does. Yes. Um, cause you know, if I don't understand, like if you don't have a little bit of you that buys into it, and you keep going to horror movies, I don't understand, but I don't know. You know what I like about this show? Honesty. 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 <laughs> it's the best policy. So, my turn. Yeah. Uppers. All right. Well, it's the, the ghost boy is going to ask the question now. Um, Aaron. Yeah, but hold on. T- t- send your emails to ghostboy at outnotpodcast at gmail.com. We'll hear <laughs> your thoughts on your thoughts on there. Share your stories of the paranormal. I'll be sure to respond. Um, there's inevitably going to be an unrated cut when uh, Evil Dead comes to Blu-ray and and the DVD format. Uh, Is there any film you can think of um, that has been released in the unrated extended edition, director's cut, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. that has improved by that? That has improved by that. Improved by that, not just extra or, well... Because I know one that hasn't been improved by that. That's in fact worse than the PG-13 cut, and that will be Drag Me to Hell. Um, yeah. Drag Me to Hell, the, the unrated cut adds all this CG blood doing stuff to it, and it doesn't work effectively. The PG-13 cut is fine as it is. I can see where that went. But let's see, unrated cuts of movies that have actually benefited in some way from it. Of horror, did, like did you say horror movies? Uh, you can do horror. Any, let's any let's genre, do horror. It'll, 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 just it'll, the, it'll the narrow it down. Theme. Yeah. It'll narrow it down for me. I do horror. Directors right. cut, producers cut, extra, extra awesome edition, blah blah blah. Any of them that have come to home video with um, a new cut and improved. Um, let's see, like actually improved. Um, well, Aliens comes to mind. Actually, I like the director's cut of Aliens. Uh, and Alien actually. Uh, I'll go with those. Those are easy. Oh, answers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like those are really good movies too. <laughs> Even even Aliens three, the the assembly cut's not a good. Oh, movie, a, but a, it's still, Aliens it's still better than yeah. Alien than regular Alien three. Um, very significant. What's like a good significant one? I guess those. Yeah, those are came to mind. Not bad choices. No. Huh. I think there's a I think there's a, a director's cut of, of Psycho, the 1998 version, where it just you don't watch it at all. I think that's, that's a cut. Fun. I, I like that one. It's just zero minutes. That's. that's good. <laughs> a cut of that movie that I like. <laughs> I'll just ask this to everybody then. You've just run into a situation where you need to get the hell out of where you are, but the water level is too high. What do you do next? Swim across the goddamn water level. <laughs> I pull a new- I don't understand why it's this big of a problem. Yeah. Well, I probably because, she, you know... She was in the- Yeah. She couldn't. 
Well, I pull a Newman and I try and like, you know, use the, uh, the awesome cable coils and wrap it to a tree and try and go across and then a Veloc, or no, a Dilophosaurus comes into my truck and says, no. Uh, <laughs> I'd actually just sit there at the riverbed and just wait in the car. The weird part was when I saw Naomi Watts like float by in the river. <laughs> and she's just like, <laughs> like, like, wow, that's impossible. I didn't see that. Coming. Uh, wah, wah, that was great. Oh, Brandon? Wah. Um, if I was Wally West, I'd run across. There you go. Boom. There you go. <laughs> <West>. <laughs> if I was Peter Sellers, I'd walk across. Um, that's how you play in everybody. So let's move on to our next segment. Out now cookies. Jim. Out now cookies. Each week we try to talk about other movies related to this week because a lot of movies come out every week, but we don't ever get a chance to talk about them in full. So we have the segment called Out Now Quickies. Trademark. Switching <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> it up there. Brandon, any quickies this week? Do you see anything else? Um, nothing relevant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen any other movies this week? Uh, no. I rewatched Fargo, which is still as amazing as it always was. You betcha. Abe? No, I did not, uh, except I rewatched Drive because Nicholas Winding reference, uh, Only God Forgives trailer came out, and I was like, oh, I should watch it Drive again. It's really good. Why, why are you so condescending to yourself about watching a movie? <laughs> I should really watch this again. Oh, no, uh, that's my, uh, that's my third person voice. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> when does that voice come into play, generally? I'm curious. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm narrating my own life, and Abe walked down the stairs. Is Randy Newman there? He's making a crazy song. Yeah. Um, well, I watched it. Jesus, I watched a few things. Um, I watched I watched Clue actually this week. I hadn't seen oh, Clue in the longest the... time with everybody from yeah. the '80s that was popular. Yeah, exactly. Tim Curry, Bart Bull, yeah. Michael McKean, uh Madeline Con. Madeline Con is so funny. Uh, but yeah, good, good, good fun. Clue. I forgot how fun that movie is. We watched Clue. We were, cause I, I bring my iPad to work and at lunch we have a big TV that I can hook it up to, so we just watch Netflix on it. Oh. So we were, we had a big 80s kick going, so we were watching Karate Kid <laughs> and then we were watching Clue and now we're watching Raising Arizona. Oh, cool. I've never but, seen Clue and Jeremy Kirk was giving me crap about it when I went to see, um, Spring Breakers with him at Alamo Draft House in Austin two weeks ago. Hashtag so, humble yeah. brag. Is that what? Oh, it was so great! <laughs> they even had a theme drink for the movie! And I had like four of them! It was so good! Uh, anyway, I need to see Clue. And Spring Breakers is really great. It is really great. And you somehow clued that answer by saying you saw it in the Alba Half Draft House with the beer bug with Jeremy Clark. Like, you yeah. made a, yep. a statement, it was perfect. Yep. I'm not sure if everybody realized that, so I was just pointing out <laughs> how, how clued in she was on that, Jeff. That reference. Um, <laughs> I also, before I watched Evil Dead again, I watched all three of the original movies back to back to back to back because of anyone that listened to this episode, this show last week when Jimmy O was on, he was talking about Evil Dead Fest, where at the Regency West, the Westwood Village Theater, uh, we, it was just a huge crowd gathering of people that wanted to watch all the Evil Dead movies, and that's what happened, and it was a lot of fun watching those. And especially with a big audience watching how hilarious those movies can be. Very cool. Yeah, lots, lots of crowd reactions to that. Was, it, was that a pretty big turnout? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a thousand-seat theater, and it was pretty packed. Okay. It wasn't sold out, but it was very, very packed. Okay. Very fun. I'm day. glad that that event turned out well. Oh, yeah. Now, right, let's move on to uh, movie trailer talk, where we could discuss a couple of the latest movie trailers and uh, what we, when they're coming out, what we think of them. 
Got a couple of uh, horror-themed trailers this week, and the first one up we have The Conjuring. This is the new film from director James Wan, who did uh, Insidious and Saw. And uh, this one is based on a true story, and it's set back in, what, like the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s? Like sure! It's period. Old-timey. Well, well, it's old-timey. Old <laughs> it features a couple of paranormal investigators looking into uh, some disturbances going on in a household. And um, it stars uh, Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, Lily Tomlin, and uh, Rob, uh, Rob, Ron, Ron Livingston, Ron Livingston, Office Space. Oh, Livingston. Office Space. Thank you, Abe. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> looks uh, looks spooky to me, but what'd you guys think? Brandon, what'd you think of the Conjuring trailer? Uh, I'm so, after Insidious, um, James Bond doing another ghost movie, I'm very intrigued. Um, bringing are you, Patrick, are you, are Patrick you an Wilson. Insidious fan? I did like Insidious quite a bit. I, I know a lot of people, the second half of the movie kind of turns them the wrong way, but I kind of enjoyed the camp factor I love of it. it. So, you know, the first half of it scared the crap out of me, and it takes a lot to do that nowadays. Um, but uh, I, I worry, I, I think it looks awesome, but then again, the horror movies make for wonderful trailers that when you get there, it might be just decent or whatnot. But I, I'm looking forward to this. James Wan... The only thing uh, that I've seen from him that really just wasn't there for me was uh, Dead Silence. I liked Dead Silence. See, it was okay. I'm not a big I, Saw fan, and I liked it. I've still, never seen, <clears throat> I've still never seen the final cut of the film. Um, I'm a, uh, Scott Mendelson and I uh, went and saw a test screening of it before it even had a title. I think we saw it under the title just Silence. Um, but uh, was it called Donnie Wahlberg shaves a lot? That wasn't the title of the, the bit. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. But uh, at the end of the film, they uh, asked us for a suggestion, suggestive title, and uh, Scott wrote down. Uh, this is one of the funniest things he's ever done. Uh, wrote down the title Ventrilla Quest, and uh, <laughs> we were disappointed when it didn't take the title. But anyways, Ventrilla Quest. <laughs> yes, that sounds like uh, a terrible iPad app game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But oh, the Conjuring looks looks good. Um, I thought the teaser trailer was better. Yeah, um, they look kind of like two different movies. <laughs> if you watch, they're both. I mean, ghost haunting movies. And uh, is it Lily Tomlin? Is that her name? Lily, yeah, Lily Tomlin. Uh, 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 Lily it, Taylor. Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. Uh, say anything to Lily Taylor. Um, they they look kind of like they they gave me different vibes. Um, but the teaser was a lot scarier. Um, I'm still down for this one though. Yeah. Um, I think it looks scary. Uh, I, I agree. I like the te teaser trailer better than the, the one that was just released, but, um, it, it looks to be very suspenseful and, um, yeah, I, I think it has a lot of potential. I liked Saw a lot. I didn't see Insidious, um, so I need to just get on that. Solid horror. Abe? Yeah. I, I'm bored because I, I do like, uh, the director's work. I especially liked Insidious because that would really freak me out, especially the, uh, uh, like I was telling Aaron when we were talking about it, I think like a few months back, it's just like, I couldn't look into a mirror for like the <laughs> longest time. And I think the premise is, is just really kind of creepy in terms of, hey, look, this is kind of based on true, actual, factual events, and we haven't really, you know, played this one up as much as our other cases, but here it is. It's like, wow, I'm kind of intrigued as to where this is going to go, even though it might seem a little bit redundant in terms of, oh, yeah, it's just a haunted house, and this person is like a, an evil spirit that just wanted to mess around with you and just play games with your head. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. I'm sure there's going to be like some kind of dramatic twist ending or something like that that I would just be like, whoa, this is freaking awesome. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to this too. Because I mentioned that I'm not a big Saw fan, but I really like James Wan and his uh, writing partner, Lee Wano. I don't think he's involved in this one, but I like those two guys. And I've liked their other films since Saw, actually, quite a bit. I, 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 like, this, I like seeing where Wan's career has taken it because he's made some good things. Insidious in particular, I really enjoy. And uh, The Conjuring just looks like a solid horror movie. I'm excited for it. It's, it's rated R for scariness, apparently. This was. <laughs> This is what this is what happened at uh, at WonderCon last week. They said they want they're shooting for a PG thirteen movie, and they there's no there's no like like similar to like Insidious, there's no real gore or anything in it. It's just too scary apparently. So it got so it got an R rating. That's literally that that may be the way that they're playing up for the marketing. But I mean, if there's not many, how else do you say that? Like, there's, if there's no blood or violence and it's just rated R for scariness, you know, good good on you for that. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, yeah has me excited. A nice uh, comes out July nineteenth. A nice summer horror movie. I'm always I'm always down for that. Change things up a bit. So there you go. Uh, speaking of summer horror, the next one we're talking about is Your Next, and th- this is a film. This is a film that's been around for like a while, but it never got a release until like finally recently. It's from director a- Adam Wingard, who is um, I think he's one of the directors that was involved in VHS. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think sure. Yes, he was, and. Um, and is he, hold on, I gotta make sure of that. Yeah, he was. Okay, good. And um, uh, this film, it's basically it's like a home invasion kind of movie, like uh, like The Strangers, for example. And it has kind of this masked masked man terrorizing a group of people trapped inside of a house. And yeah, I'll just leave it there. Start with Leah. This time, Leah, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I like. Um, I think it. I think it could be pretty scary. Um. I don't know. It didn't, the, the trailer didn't scare me. Like, I didn't jump at all. I wasn't, like, nervous, but, you know, um, I think it, I think it could be good. I, I probably, I probably won't see it. I, I don't have the desire to see it, like I kind of do with The Conjuring. Um, but, you know, it was a solid, solid trailer, and I, I think it could do well. It is more fun to say Conjuring. Conjuring. There's so many like Ing movies. The Happening. The you know the Conjuring. Abe. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of on board with Leah. Nothing in the trailer kind of was uh, very new or I guess different. It's kind of one of those things where I could see where all the jumps were going to be. Uh, I think that the, the the graphic violence of it was pretty interesting. Just I think there's a part where there's a very small snippet. Of, you can see just this dude with like this bashing head. Um, so I'm kind of interested just to see where this is going to go because it's not like a cabin in the woods. It's actually just a nice family vacation retreat home, and it seems like a suburban, you know, I don't know, area. And it just – if the killer turns out to be one of them, that would be kind of weird. But, you know, in cahoots is one of the, the family members or whatever. But arrows and a, a lion mask, kind of freaky. And uh, to be fair, home invasion horror movies are like – the worst kind because those do it for me. Yeah, oh, they God. they're just like uh, I better lock my doors tonight and make sure my shotgun is not loaded because I don't want to sleep with a loaded gun, whatever that Brands. means. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm the one person looking forward to it. Um, no, you're not because I am. I, okay, I, I've I've heard the hype of this for like two years. I think. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, and I've been wanting to see it, wanting to see it, and Lionsgate bought it like last year but just held on to it and then finally announced they're gonna put it out this summer um i like the people involved with it i like that ty west is starring in it uh um, ty west and uh, joe swamberg both just like 
Yeah. Like, not like a indie horror movie directors are yeah. in the cast. Yes. Um, the trailer brought it. I like the use of the song in the trailer a lot. Um, I think there's more than one home invader, though. There's a couple different maps. Yeah, there are two. Um, but I'm interested to see what this brings because everybody who's seen it says it's a game changer of home invasion <laughs> movies, which I don't know how you game change home invasion. Uh, but one thing that they're not playing, which a lot of people have said, there's a lot more comedy to the movie oh. than they're letting on in the trailer. So yeah. the trailer's sold as dead serious, but apparently it's a little bit lighter in tone than the, tra- than the trailer's leaving on. Brandon and I basically agree with everything you had to say, just that I, I have been hearing a lot of the buzz around this for quite some time. And yes, I have also heard that it has a, the, tra- the trailer has to sell a certain type of movie. And that's, you know, that's, that's the broad audience that it's going to get by, by doing it that way. But I am looking forward to seeing where it goes and what else is up its sleeve besides just what we basically see so far in it. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it quite a bit, actually. And I'll get my chance come August 23rd when it's released into theaters and maybe on BOD everywhere. So, there you go. Trailer talk this week. Let's move on. Let's get to our film review for Evil Dead. I read a passage from that book. I released something evil. Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Evil Dead. This is the new version of the cold classic, the the Evil Dead. Uh, This new film is directed by Betty Alvarez, stars a number of of hot young talent or something like that, (laughs) and it involves five friends heading to a remote cabin, not for the reason of fun and games, but more for um, (laughs) the old cold turkey drug (laughs) give-up tactic of going to an old cabin and forcing your friend to give up their drugs, making for one wild weekend of withdrawal. But things get insanely more complicated <laughs> once, um, you know, the the old, uh, hey, let's read this book that was covered in barbed wire. Oh, no, demons attacked me because of it, type dealy. <laughs> One of those situations, which leads That's to all sorts, which leads to all sorts of hilarious <laughs> shenanigans involving limb dismemberment, vomiting, heavy blood, and cutting, and what have you. Oof. Typical Saturday night. Exactly. And uh, Yeah, so, buddy. That's right. Brandon, what did you think of Evil Dead? I thought it was a good time. Um, I <clears throat> I went in confident about the movie because they sold it confident, uh, sold it to me very confidently. Uh, and with Raimi, Tapper, Taper, whatever, uh, and uh, Campbell involved throughout the process, and not just being like producer in name, but apparently producer, you know, hands on, very, very much guiding Alvarez. Uh, Felt really confident about it, seeing some footage. I tried to stay away from trailers as much as I could because I didn't want to, you know, see some money shots and expect them when going in. Um, but the film was very much uh, just classic horror film that, you know, you don't see a lot anymore. I mean, <clears throat> wasn't afraid to be a horror film. I mean, you have a guy getting a getting a book and curious about it, opening it up, which they tend to take away nowadays, but 
<clears throat> provides for the audience member be like, don't touch that book. Um, <clears throat> that's what I said. That's how I yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite ones was that uh, y'all better tell them what's in that book. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, the movie was pretty ruthless. I loved, loved seeing physical, practical effects. It was such a refreshing, you know, you know, the effects of weight. I mean, they feel painful. They look painful. Um, there was some really crappy CG in the opening, which made me go, oh, I thought they told me it was 100% uh, practical, practical effects, effects yeah. but it went to that afterwards. Um, I was surprised at how faithful it was to the original. I kind of thought they might go off and do their own thing, but some of the beats are the same, and then they, they know that you're thinking some of the beats are the same, so they change stuff up, which is really good to play with somebody who's seen Evil Dead a ton. Um, I thought the characters had a lot more weight than the original, the whole basis of them being there. Um, they pretty much, aside from the guy grabbing the book, which I would explain to just normal curiosity, and being in a modern time, a lot of people aren't too believing in paranormal and stuff, but um, except for Ghost Boy here. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll every, every, question, every character, their actions, you could really have an answer for questioning them. Like, why is she doing this? Why is he here? Why is it... I really felt that. I mean, and it didn't need to be, there wasn't a lot of exposition. I didn't feel at least. And I felt like I, I just, without giving me too much, I, I could see where these characters were at. Um, I thought there was a nice surprise uh, end run of 20 minutes, which was, I know we're in a spoiler place, so I won't spoil, but it was just awesome. And there's a, a lot of, a lot of compliments and a lot of praise to go with the end um but no i i had a good time i was i i don't know where i would fit it in the this is better than that one evil dead because it's kind of it's it's with them but it's its own thing in its own right and i think that was his biggest success leah thanks um yeah i agree with a lot of what you had to say um i i adored all of the like gratuitous gore in it i think it was all really 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 well done um, yeah, I just, I, I think it was really fantastic. I, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't as, I guess, sort of like gimmicky as the original. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's just because I am watching it in, you know, the 2000s and not when it, the original came out, but like, I don't know. I, I always found the original to be very gimmicky and very like, haha, this is really gory and it's really great. Um, and campy, but, you know, I, I like the, the aspect that they took with it. I, I also like that there's, you know, a more justified reason for them being there. Um, I, the, I do like that they built the characters out more this time. Um, I think it's really interesting. I was looking at the different budgets for each film and I mean, this one had a lot more gore and it was, you know, better done, but like, the the original budget on the Evil Dead, you know, back in eighty one was like three hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred thousand and this one was seventeen million. That's crazy. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I think the the little tiny thing at the end, um, after the credits was fantastic. So if you're gonna go see it, stay through the credits. Um yeah, I 
yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was really, really good. I, I also had such a great time watching it and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, on the whole, I was kind of just okay with it, uh, but I do give it its due uh, recognition for kind of what Brandon was talking about in terms of this is where we're taking the movie, this is kind of the level of gore that we're going to show, the level of violence that we're going to show. Um, some of the cleverness of some of the weaponry used in the movie was really well done as well. Um, but to Brandon's point about you know not him wanting to stay away from all the Red Band trailers and everything else, uh, I am not a huge horror fan, so I did watch those Red Band trailers, and it's kind of unfortunate because I think I was kind of let down in that regard because I saw a lot of those money shots like what Brandon was talking about in those Red Band trailers. And so for me, it, when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, this is familiar. Oh, I think that they're going to take it somewhere else. No, they really didn't. They they, they kind of just left it there. And it's kind of one of those things where I was not really let down, but I was just kind of surprised that they would do that. Um, it's it's kind of, I wonder if maybe trailers are revealing way too much these days. Uh, uh, I actually just recently watched the Zero Dark Thirty trailer again for the, thir- the third trailer. And I was like, oh, this is giving away a lot of information. Uh, but on the whole, I, I thought it was okay. I actually really didn't like some of the character development. Um, I felt that, yeah, they did go into each character more than they did for, uh, the, the original Evil Dead, but this isn't really a remake per se, because these are totally different characters and kind of like a new time frame. Um, they kind of make, you know, some hints at some of the old stuff with the car, the, the playing cards deck, uh, chainsaws, shotguns, etc. But, you know, these are, completely different people with different reasons why they're there. Um, you know, the motivation of the, the school teacher, who else, to pick up a book and try and decipher it, uh, that was kind of odd. And then there's a part where one character is driving, trying to get out of there and driving through the uh, the forest, and she just has this freak out for no real reason. <laughs> and that kind of was No just real like, reason. Well, she's, sure. well she's, she's yelling at herself like, what the F am I doing? It's like, well, you're just trying to get out of there, so why are you having this freak out right now? And she, she's suffering through huge drug withdrawals. Uh, I felt as though that wasn't really the case. I think that she was already, already freaked out by what was happening, and it wasn't so much the drug withdrawal stuff. But, uh, you know, some other motivations of some she, other... She's folks. literally screaming in the house to see before because of the lack of drugs that she's not having. Is yeah, this she? is before she ever comes across. This is this, this, the part you're talking about is the first time she comes across the. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the, the spirit in, in the forest or in the trees. Right. Yeah, but anyway, just after she gave away her, got rid of all her drugs and was screaming around in the house. Yeah, but she had already like started to feel some weird presence, and it, it that didn't help. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Adding that like, on top of the I felt withdrawals that she's having, I I didn't even feel as though there were withdrawals at all. It it wasn't. It was like a few hours afterward. It, I felt as though she was already going into, uh, and we can discuss this in a second after you go with your stuff, but I just felt as though she was already just creeped out. She wasn't really having those drug withdrawals just yet, um, if at all. Uh, but, you know, again, there were some new things that I, I really appreciated about it, um, especially after the, the you know, the 20 minutes that Brandon was talking about. Um, so there were some good and bad, but on the whole, it's just, it's a decent film. Um, I didn't really think that it was, you know, too new per se. So it's just, I, I like that they were just sticking to their guns and kind of just going crazy with it, but it's just, it's an okay film overall. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was 
it was just it was a nice throwback film made with an A budget. A maybe not an A. Well, yeah, I mean, but for a horror movie, it wasn't A budget, and like it, it, it does what the. It does what the original film did for this kind of day and age, with the original being a film that at the time was made to be a scary film that didn't rely on the campiness, even though that's what people recognize in it now because it became a success kind of after the fact, not while it was in theaters, but kind of in that kind of drive-in crowd that gets, you know, really amped to see kind of crazy horror movie. And the first Evil Dead does have that campiness factor to it that makes it fun, but it's also, you know, it's, it's filmed with this such, this frenetic style that makes it just an effective horror film that happens to also have its humorous moments. This movie's taken a lot more seriously, but I would say that's intended in the same way that the original was. Just nowadays, you, you have to kind of move that, shift that tone around, and I like what they did here with it, and I like that it didn't kind of replicate the exact same scenario as the first one, because why Why see that movie? Uh, I, 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 like, I like the idea of updating the premise and giving the characters kind of different reasons to be involved in you know, more significant ones, rather than just, hey, let's have a party on the cabin. Let's uh, try to help our friend out, and it works as this kind of weird addiction parable in the way it story framework happens. But in you know, in terms of like all the gore and stuff, and see, even though I've yeah, I've also watched all the Red Band trailers and was really, really excited. I didn't feel like I was spoiled by it. I was just I was into the moment more just because of the kind of context added to the scenes of having like, oh god, this is where we're going now, and yeah, okay, I've I've seen the split tongue thing before, but that now I'm in the zone of this movie, and it's still pretty effective to me. Well, add to that, it just looks really good in terms of a horror movie that's delivering on the kind of gore it has and everything. Um, I will say that the it has this kind of go for broke attitude that I really enjoyed. I would say the original maybe plays more of like plays up more of the anything can happen kind of scenario where literally there's just no rules for these for the deadites. This one does. More, it takes more of a decision to kind of establish rules for what's happening with with the with the book and how things function in that that realm, which I guess is fine because people just won't be complaining as much or whatever. But uh, yeah, especially in, in that last twenty minutes where things get just just go all out crazy. Like I I just really enjoyed the whole thing. I was having a lot of fun watching it. Good score too. I really like the score of the movie. I like the use of siren. Huh. That kind of bothered me, actually. I, I liked it. I liked that. I was just like, screw it. We're just going over the top. Yeah. <laughs> and the score, like, it, it's got, because the movie, the characters play it so seriously in the movie, which is, I mean, that's how you want to play that kind of movie in that kind of scenario. Yeah. But the, the music's very, even without the siren, just like earlier scenes with the music, it's very over the top on purpose. And same with, like, the direction it's it's very it seems very aware of the kind of movie that's being shot even though the characters and the story don't reflect a more serious tone which is something i appreciated just because the the series is known for having a a kind of macabre sense of humor about the things that are going on and i think this one while playing up the seriousness and the characters kind of in the filmmaking had more fun and showing off that aspect mm. i wasn't expecting the ending too I, I was very surprised in the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just, I was kind of left with, huh, what's, I, I really didn't know where it was going. It was, re- that was a really awesome moment, like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Kind of expecting there to be the uh, one last scare kind of thing. I'm sure that, I don't know what the uh, after credits thing You didn't see at the end of the credits. Either, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, it's really interesting the ending, too, because, uh, although I kind of had a questionable idea about what was actually happening during a, uh, a burial scene. I was like, mm, not sure how that would work out. 
Um, but it's I, again, I appreciate what they did with the story, uh, and it's not just a shot for shot remake. Or we're we're really trying to get on all the fanboys and show them exactly like how it could be in the 20th century, uh, or I'm sorry, in the 2000s, uh, where it could be so much cooler than it could have been back then. I you know the the original one had great practical effects as well. It's a lot of jelly and a lot of you know ash facials, but it's an odd pairing of words. But yep, ash facials. <laughs> Did you guys have a particular uh, scene that you guys thought was really captivating? I can't. Scene. I can't talk about it because it's a big spoiler. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a needle scene. That was pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> The needle and the the amount of puncturing going on with that character seems right. Like, yeah. <laughs> there there are a lot of holes in that person, and uh, <laughs> but kept me going, kept me kept coming back for more because that that person was not my favorite character in that movie. <laughs> so <great. laughs> the fact that he he was punished the most it was uh, really pleasing. To <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> You're like take that it's like, guy. It, it's like so for like you know horror movies in general. I I um what was I gonna say the um the Evil Dead series. It's very gory and it's very the first one especially is kind of mean spirited in the way where it's like wow everybody's nice people are getting horribly to and you know me I don't I'm I don't go I don't I don't go in for things that are that mean spirited and I'm not a huge gore guy I don't mind it but it don't, I'm not I, you know I don't seek it out. But Evil Dead's like kind of my weakness for this kind of thing because I really, I really like that series and I really like that this movie kind of embraced those aspects Hello? where it's like, oh, these people just, <laughs> they don't deserve this. <laughs> but here we go. Oh, see, I'm a total gore whore. Like, I absolutely love it. Like, gratuitous amounts of gore is like my favorite thing in a movie. So. If your question's the gore whore at Outnow Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Use hashtag gore whore when talking about this week's episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, Leah, I believe you have to take off right now. Uh, so do you want to give I me- do. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> We're not even going to get the games with you. Boo. Games! But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, on, on our rating scale with the uh, IMAX theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, forget about it, where would you put Evil Dead? Um, I would say go see it in theaters. Cool. It, it's definitely something you need to see in theaters and experience with lots of people being scared around you and jumping and yelling things. It's a fun audience movie for sure. It's a great audience movie. Okay, it's been a pleasure as always, boys. Where can, Thanks, uh, people, where can people reach out to you if they want to? Um, Besides that uh, gore horror. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at Z-O-M-G underscore it's underscore Leah, L-E-A-H. And I'm also on Tumblr, Leah Deuce, L-E-A-H-D-U-C-E dot Tumblr dot com. Boom. Okay, thanks, Leah, for Thanks, joining Leah. Bye, guys. We'll get you back on soon enough. Absolutely. Enjoy your 100th episode. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Uh, Something else I really like about the movie, it works for, um, it it works for fans of the originals, but it also works for like a new audience. It doesn't try to, it doesn't, while it has all the references that you want to spot if you're a fan of the originals, as I am, um, it it does work for it. There's no, there's certainly no, you know, entrance fee. You don't need to like go in thinking like, oh, I'm not going to be familiar with any of this because it doesn't matter. Exactly. It really yeah. play, it plays on it plays on itself, and it's something where like, there's just a little, there's a little, littlest touches too that I really got into. But, yeah, it's, it's not like a, a Total Recall thing where like you know he puts a gun to the guy's head and is like, hey, hey, you're actually in the dream right now, and he's like starting to sweat, and you're like, if you hadn't seen the original, you that wouldn't make any sense to you at all. Um, there's none of that in here. It's it's just yeah. subtle references. 
it doesn't feel lazy in any way. Yeah. It, it it feels like it feels like it's no. trying. It feels like it's trying to be its own beast, Brandon. And at no point are you like, I might as well just watch the original. No, this is like, while it is the <clears throat> the remake, it, you do yeah, the similarities. It's its own thing, and that's what's really cool about it. I mean, the Dead Age. Okay. Aside from Mia, they're they're kind of they're kind of if I have a. a Kind of like a ah, that is good thing. The deadites in this one are kind of killing machines, mm-hmm. whereas in the original they were they had personalities. And yeah, tor- and were torturous, and these were kind of killing machines. Aside yeah. from the original deadite, I wanted to bring that up too because it, it felt as a, I remember when we were doing the commentary, you guys were like, man, these deadites just lived to like torment Ash, and uh, yeah, these deadites kind of just were there to really hurt people. Um, Whereas, well, there is no real Ash character per se, I don't think, unless you guys have a different opinion on that. No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. They, they, I, want, you to th- they want you to think there is. Right. They really do. Yeah. But, yeah, these kind, these guys were just, uh, you know, back from the dead, possessed bodies that were there to, to hurt and maim. Uh, whereas, yeah, the other one, it's like, his girlfriend's just there, just rocking back and forth in her robe with really disgusting makeup on just laughing <laughs> that was <Yeah>. disturbing <laughs> those are those are the kind of things that hold this one back from you know equaling up to the, the original or the others in in my opinion just because yeah it doesn't um they they're certainly deadites and there's certainly deadly things going at you but they're not yeah they're they're, they're not there to torment you they're just there to kill yeah. which is like that is a flavor of the original evil dead movies it's the the idea that they're not just going after you they're going to just make your life a living hell for the evening and then when they feel like it get into you and so yeah this movie kind of lacks that it also lack it while it doesn't have ash it does it also it doesn't really have much of a a kind of a charismatic central character true the way the first film does and even ash he doesn't really step it up to evil the two where he becomes you know the ash that everybody loves but you know the first film he's still the guy you're rooting for in that film this movie has characters you don't want to see die because they kind of suffer horribly when they do die but there there are at least two characters that you're like ah oh, I, I i don't want this to end poorly for them <laughs> whether or not it does it you, you you don't really you you don't have that kind of connection yeah that yeah you don't have as strong as a connection you don't have as much of a while certain while the ending kind of plays up a certain hero aspect to it you don't really have the Kind of yeah, yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Stopping them, you're stopping them fools. That's how we were shouting out of the theater. Exactly. I was. I was Stop them. I wasn't using your third person voice. Um, I was sitting. Oh, by the way, anyone that has noticed, Brandon's now on his cell phone. By the way, we had some technical difficulties, so that's why the audio is a little bit differently now. But all good, because he's yeah. still here, giving his opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are the kind, those are the like those are the kind of things that held it back for me. But I mean, for the most part, I was just engaged with the, the filmmaking. I, I think I think for Fetty Alvarez, who Sam Raimi handpicked to do the the film, I think he he brings in a real uh, a solid visual style for what's happening. I, I mean, he, he does he doesn't he doesn't try to over Raimiify his own film. He has the POV shots, but even those are handled differently and not they're certainly not as frequent as in the Raimi yeah, version. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to bring that up too. It felt as though there were multiple things that were in the woods um, in the original Evil Dead, but this one it feels as though they're kind of just the people in the cabin, you know, the, the possessed folks in the cabin that are uh, kind of haunting you. Because the POV shots, like what you were saying, you know, there's in in Sam Raimi's, there's some 
that goes from window to window, and it's kind of attacking you every time that you step outside. Uh, mm-hmm. You feel as though you have to be back inside, or else you know something's going to get you. Um, you didn't really get that sense in here. Uh, you did. You see, you did see that you know zoom lens, whatever, going through the woods. They did a lot of that actually. Uh, a lot of that work. The whole playing right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah but like yeah, there's just you know not not so much a threat from multiple angles, and you, unless unless you kind of saw the original, you wouldn't think that the woods would be so much of a, a threat. Um, minus like one scene in here, but you wouldn't think that. Oh, all the woods are out to get you. It's kind of just a, a, an isolated incident. But again, it's it's if you didn't yeah. see the original, you wouldn't have cared about that anyway. You wouldn't have you wouldn't you would be like, oh yeah, that you can't go anywhere else. It's just more of yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, and it's like it it certainly yeah the the original does make it seem like you can't leave. Like there's just no there's no and this one doesn't because they don't even obviously they don't they don't really leave the cabin that much. They're not trying to yeah because yeah. because the reasons why they're there though. Yeah, yeah, and and because they they established like besides instead of the bridge being out, the water's too high, and and the, and opposed to kind of having a a threat based on the camera, there's more of a a kind of a centralized figure that we get to <laughs> involving what's out there in the woods that can potentially attack. But um, yeah, it does focus more on just kind of what's going on inside the cabin as opposed to what's going on outside the cabin. But at the same time, what I what I like is. For being a cabin that, you know, has what, like four rooms in it and a cellar, they do a good job of kind of keeping that going, of keeping you in one location, but being, uh, having you recognize all different aspects of this cabin and keep it, not making yeah. it feel stale. The, the, there's, a, it's a small piece of geography, but that geography is utilized to its fullest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys wish they kind of maybe would have played on the, uh, the, it, the, Really, uh, that's making this happen, or is it really the statements? Would you like that fact a little more? I miss most of that. Did you say? Yeah, could you? <laughs> oh, no, <clears throat> the uh, the whole her going cold turkey and you know looking like a crazy person because she's going cold turkey. Would you have liked them to play with that more and make it a movie that was like, is it or isn't it real, or is it I, just? I, I would prefer that from her former. If it was a if it was a different movie, yes, but because it's an Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead. Okay. I, I I rather have things kick into Dead Eye mode rather quickly as opposed to playing out the is she crazy or is it some kind of demon in her aspect? I would I wouldn't I wouldn't like that as much. Yeah, gotcha. I I I was I you know myself I it didn't really matter. It was just kind of a question I thought in my head. I'm like I wonder if anyone was going into this kind of liking this angle and disappointed they you know kind of dropped it. I was more on board of just the the central premise of her being in that position yeah. that had me interested, just because like oh that's a neat way to take it. But like yeah, when I, I heard about that like a year ago, I was like wow that's that's pretty cool, pretty good ice. I'll, I'll say it too because we haven't spoken much about the actors at all, and uh, I mean while well, the most of the cast is you know they're just people getting hurt. I did like Jane Levy quite a bit, who had to do quite a bit of different things for this movie. I is mean, she she's the, part, uh, the she's the initial she's possessed. The, yes, yeah, she's she's Mia. And um, who's who's currently seen on ABC Suburgatory, quite different from <laughs> Evil Dead. And uh, but she, you know, she starts out early on, and she's you know trying to get over drug addiction, and then she becomes a deadite. And it's like there's a there's a lot of physical acting going on with that kind of role, and a lot of kind of being in right. makeup and acting all acting cr- crazy and having a lot of different creepy kinds of things to do, and the. The way the film kind of progresses with her, I, I I enjoyed that performance. It takes a lot to do something like that. So you gotta get out of those gloves. 
Well, I like yeah. I like her character and her brother's character probably the most, um, and you know the the brother's girlfriend is probably the ones the folks that I felt a little bit more compassion toward. But you know I felt as though their characterization was stronger than uh, the nurse and and the teacher. Whereas it's like yeah I don't really care about those guys and those guys need to go. I don't know what the nurse did wrong. Like she was trying to yeah. help her friend. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it, just in terms of they, they just. <laughs> Alphabet soup. Well, the, the nurse was the only one I, actor I was familiar with going into the film. Jessica Lucas. That was the only familiar face to me. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the Purgatory, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie wasn't. But Jessica Lucas from Cloverfield was. Yeah. About the only face. Well, I know the I knew the other guy too. Uh, Lou Taylor Pucci, who plays the the teacher guy. He, he's been in a, a few things. Uh, he, he's actually okay. when he was younger, he was in a few things. And I was like, oh, like wow, why are you walking this seventies look? I don't know what's going on. With he's you. a teacher, <laughs> man. <laughs> and he's wearing Scotty's shirt. Come on. Oh, was, really? I didn't notice. Uh, if you yeah. notice, they were uh, they're all dressed kind of dressed the same. Similarly, uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to say is like so the, they kind of give away some of the uh, not they don't give it away, but they kind of give you a tease of what's going to happen through the the pictures in the book that they're repeatedly flipping back to, um, which, I don't know, how did you guys feel about that? Was that a, a giveaway, or is that like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that something disgusting is going to happen? That's what I was kind of referring to in the way that this one establishes a lot of rules for how the Deadites and the, you know, possessed action goes on. Like, in the first one, you don't, you just don't know what's going to happen. It really plays up the idea of anything goes, and even if you even if you dismember the body and bury it, it's still out there. Yeah. It's still doing stuff. This one, not so much. Well, this one, you, if you do certain things, they just kind of stopped happening. Like, honestly, like, there's one character that goes early on, and I kept thinking that that person was going to come back at Dude. some point. But no, that was that was it. Like, that was the end of that person. I really so thought it, yeah. that, was, that, that character was going to come back and be like, okay, I'm really waiting for this to, like, have, like, a twist ending or something like that. So in that matter, I guess this one's more, it's more, it's more dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite way of rebooting a series. But, um, yeah. It, it, but yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the, of, of that aspect that okay. much of how it I didn't like that aspect either. I felt as though it was kind of like, okay, well, here's what you can come to expect and we're just going to show it to you. Um, so it kind of took away some of the attention and some of the, uh, suspense. A preview of things to come. Exactly. Yeah. Did you? What did you guys think of the the uh, the opening? I think it was I, necessary, or I like the cold open. I, I like that it kind of did something. I I, I, I like that. I hmm. I kind of didn't like it. I, I thought those though they kind of just could have gone into the woods and. I'll say I'll say I, I like this. I like the it builds it up a lot to basically to the one beat before. He throws the, the match gets thrown down, and then the person says a certain line, and I was like, okay, I like that, that and that's why I was on board with it. I guess I, I just didn't really find why they needed to include that, because that's not really brought up anywhere else, and it doesn't really pertain to their particular family, because this is apparently a family cabin um, that's been in there 
you know, their life for a couple generations at least. So I just wasn't sure why that was there. I'll see. What was your thing? The um, so the cabin, it has to be like a timeshare, right? That's the only way. <laughs> that like, <laughs> because yep. because like they, yeah. it's like these like Mia and David and like their crazy mother or whatever. Apparently, they lived there like when they're or they're hanging out there when they're young. But at the same time, this this cold open takes place, you know, like a week before they get True. there. Yeah. So it's like like clearly they they like share this cabin right that's like it's like a timeshare they don't own the cabin because like it was well crazy. the photos have... still up on the walls i know yeah, so, they, yeah, they so, have so, plenty like, of memorabilia up there. so like either they're related to these people or they all just like have this great cabin chair activity going on right <laughs> that, that that's the only possible explanation i have for this <laughs> i think it's maybe a place that they just kind of they just like leave it like something bad happened with their family and just nobody went back to it and then the the folks in the beginning just kind of took advantage that they knew there was an abandoned cabin. Could have been out there. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, where there's a there's a house that uh, the, the opening of the film, a uh, little girl accidentally murders her father and goes to like ten fifteen years later, and they're going back to the house for the first time. But yeah, it's uh, all furnished still, and everything looks nice, and pictures still up on the wall, like they just left it. <laughs> so maybe that happened. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not is I I'm not exactly sure, but Aaron, is this is this uh would you say that don't do timeshares? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, I say that anyway, but <laughs> really, it, this one really reaffirms the fact don't do timeshares and never read books in a foreign language. Exactly. And don't try and yeah, decipher anything that's bound in barbed wire. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good the rule of thumb is if it's not on Kindle, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> What did you guys think of the lack of bookshelves? I enjoyed the lack of bookshelves. <laughs> I, I, I kept look, I kept waiting for a bookshelf scene to present itself, and it didn't. Yeah. So it kind of made me happy. <laughs> given, given how many stupid things some of the other people were doing, I was very happy there was no bookshelves hindering any performance of people. <laughs> hey, man, those were heavy bookshelves. <laughs> but, well, again, the, the I love the use of items in this movie. It really does a good job of just setting up things that are going to happen. And... You know, like a needle comes into play, or the the way a nail gun comes into play. Like, just things appear, and it's like, okay, this is going to pay off later, but how did they do it? And it's like, oh, that's worse than I imagined it would be. <laughs> I, there, were, there was some serious for, foreshadowing in terms of uh, some weapons in use early on. Um, and it, again, it was creative. I, I do have to give it uh, credit where credit is due, because... That is a fantastic use of a nail gun, fantastic use of a, a hyperdermic needle, hyper, or a great use of a crowbar. Um, I'm, I'm more accepting of things when they come up early on as opposed to, hey, where did that come well, from? Yeah, that's Elvin, true. Yeah. boys get on the internet and like, oh, that's so random that that thing happened. Jeez, yeah, like, there was like a, an automatic meat cutter there. That's how you cut meat. Yeah, well, we use a knife. <laughs> that's it. Awesome. Nice. It was some thick meat in a cabin where, the, you know, they probably go hunting. <laughs> The, the deleted scene of where the girlfriend goes hunting for like a bear and they both have to meet <laughs> and a bear, <laughs> a brown bear, a brown bear, and then like a, a little caption at the bottom says like you have hunted over one thousand pounds of meat but you can only carry two hundred pounds. Yeah, so they drove. <laughs> yeah, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon Trail. <laughs> they only put so much in the jeep because they got it. That's what they were doing for four hours when <laughs> they were there. they were foraging they were, for food. They were foraging um, for food in the woods. Thought it makes sense. So all this randomness that has nothing to do with the movie obviously means it's the end of our review. Yeah. So let's get to our rating for The Evil Dead, where each week we rate movies based on when you should go and see them. Uh, Brandon, on our scale, where would you put Evil Dead? 
I'm going to say theater. I'm typically a guy who thinks if you want to be, you know, scared of horror movies, you'd watch them at home alone in the dark late at night. But with all the, the gross out and the cool gore effects, you got to hear people screaming at, at the, at the theater and, um, it's like, you know, and it, it's got the classic, you know, people acting like they're, I get those people yelling stuff, screaming like, you know, duct tape ain't going to work on that. Stuff like that. But it's enjoyable. Go see it with the tiny crowd. Duct tape was great, by the way, especially because I, I, I just watched the, especially when I saw it the second time, I just watched the, the, the first Evil Dead, which also has duct tape used in a couple key sequences. So I was happy that duct tape was one of the things they brought back for this film because it does, it is a fix all. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you can't duck it, then, then, then screw, then screw <laughs> it. Yeah, then chuck it. There you go. Keep it clean. Just like it. Yeah. If you can't, if it's not on Kindle, it's not worth it. <laughs> two rules to follow, really. And don't go to timeshares, obviously. Abe, yeah, your thoughts? That's right. Uh, I'd say, uh, Netflix. So it's certainly something that you can just watch a little bit later. I didn't really feel as though it's something that was, again, all too awe-inspiring. Yeah, I, uh, I say, I say theater. Um, it may not be the, the most terrifying thing you'll ever experience, but it's also done practically without 3D and nice and dirty. So if you like all those things in a horror movie, go for it. Let's, uh, let's move on to movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. This is where we discuss a couple of films that relate in some way to the main film of the week. And um, I know I have a couple, but uh, Brandon, any films come to mind when you saw watching the Evil Dead? Uh, yeah, High Tension, uh, The Hills Have Eyes remake, um, because I felt uh, Fade Alvarez's style was very much in Alexandra Aha's uh, domain. I just but, like uh, both of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> you what? I dislike both of those movies, High Tension. Oh, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of High Tension, and I'm mad on Hills Have Eyes remake, but I just the style. Okay, um, I'll give you that, because so, I agree uh, on both of those things. <laughs> so, yes, the style is very much what I'm reminiscing. And also, Scream 4, but I can't say why, because I don't want to get spoilers. I, I think I know why. Abe? Uh, I'd say The Thing remake, because um, it's not really a remake. It's kind of just like, oh, this happened at a later time or earlier time. Well, The Thing remake is a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it, again, different types, but they kind of reference the, a lot of the same stuff, um, except less music in this one. Uh, and also uh, Cabin in the Woods and the original uh, uh, Evil Dead and Jurassic Park. <laughs> For the now, What's funny is, I didn't think of Cabin in the Woods while watching this movie. Really? Okay. I I didn't I didn't think of it at all. Me either. I thought I was I thought, worried I, I would. I, I was too. I was like beforehand. I was like, I hope Cabin in the Woods doesn't ruin this movie like it's ruined others. But it did not occur to me at all during the movie. I was just too into it, yeah. which surprised That's me. A good thing. That said, yeah. I, it is a good thing. I was happy. I was happy that Cabin in the Woods didn't ruin another horror movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but movies I think of The Raid came to mind. Really. <laughs> Okay, yeah. You know when? You know what? Because of the there's a knife scene in that movie and going through walls and there's a knife scene oh, in this yeah, movie yeah, going yeah, through yeah. walls. And I was yeah. like, Whoa, it became the raid all of a sudden. I literally said that to <laughs> my friend. Too, actually. I looked at I was like, It became the raid. He looked at me, he's like, It is the raid. Um, <laughs> uh the descent came to mind. Okay. And train spotting. <laughs> Two movies I didn't think I'd see coming when well, I watched well, Evil Dead. Well, the Raid and Train Spotting. Well, but there you drag reference. But uh, yeah, so that's Evil Dead. Let's uh, do a little box office talk. Each week we try to go over the box office totals and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened at the box office. Abe, do you remember what you had last week as a prediction? I said second place with, uh, was it like 20 million, 22? 
So 21, but, or no, you didn't, oh, you said 19. 19, 19. okay. Second place. Uh, Jimmy O from Joe Blow, uh, said 30 million in the first place. Jose said 24 million in the first place. I said first place of 27 million. I was almost there because it's 26 million in first oh, place. Nice. So that makes Jose our de facto winner Woo-hoo. this week. Nailed it. Uh, good job, Jose. Jeff, okay. Prize is not, your prize is non-existent. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, as of now, uh, G.I. Joe and the Croods tied for second place. So what? we're not, we're not, there's no, there's no exact total. They both pay 21.1 mm. so far. That's, that's the estimates though. So that could change easily. Uh, Jurassic Park 3D, surprisingly, not surprisingly, but it did quite well. 18 million. Making money. Fourth, fourth place. I can't, I'm excited to see. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I'm super excited to check that out. On a giant, in a big IMAX screen too. It's gonna be great. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, 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 the you know, the Spectrum IMAX, the big one. With the Ferris wheel. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so good on you, Jurassic Park. Way yeah. to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> As if you didn't have enough already. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna plug up Mendelssohn's memos here because Scott Mendelssohn, he, he asked, uh, Brandon and he, he himself and a couple of, a couple other guest writers to talk about their first experiences watching, uh, Jurassic Park. And, uh, there's some, some good reads on there. Go check that out. So there you go. Um, is it yeah, that's particular office. time right now, Aaron? For perhaps uh, some. I I don't I don't know what time do you want it. What time could Ooh, it be? Is it, is it time for some games? I the time for maybe it is Ooh. perhaps time for the games. I don't. I it's, it's, it's not installing here. I don't know why, but <laughs> games. <Okay. laughs> oh. Oof, that was evil this week. Evil. Extended jam. <laughs> you know me. Jam. Still same, still same old G. Um. <laughs> and I've been low-key, hated on by Mosis with no cheese. Feel free to write into Dr. Mua's classic, <laughs> classic beats. Okay, so, I have an Evil Dead quiz for you. Cool. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> okay. Multiple choice. Which one of these characters was not in the first Evil Dead? Scott, Ellen, Cheryl, or Shelly? Shelly. Uh, wait, could you repeat that, please? Which one of these characters was not oh, in the Evil Dead Part 1? Brandon already answered. Scott, oh. Ellen, Cheryl, or Shelly? Ellen. Ellen is the correct answer. How many people travel to the lodge in the first Evil Dead? Four, three, six, or five? Five. Five is the correct answer. Aiden the lead, though. First character to die in Evil Dead. What? This might be a tricky one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Sure what do they mean by die? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be. I'm curious. Okay. Cheryl, Scott, Shelley, or Linda. Uh. Whoever Scott's girlfriend was. I'm going to say Shelly. You were both correct. Shelly was chopped up by Stan. <laughs> in, oh, this might get tougher. In the Evil Dead, how much weight does the bridge say on it? Uh, like three tons or, or three thousand pounds? I don't know why I didn't read the options to you. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, hold on. Two tons, three tons, one ton, or four tons. Two tons. You yeah. said two? Brandon? Three. You say three? Three uh-huh. is the correct answer. Should have stuck with my guns. Tie game. 
Who is the first character to be possessed in the Evil Dead? Cheryl, Shelley, Ellen, or Linda? Cheryl? Cheryl might answer as well. Cheryl is the correct answer. She guessed the cards and was possessed. Oh, yeah. That's the... <laughs> That's the end of the game. Hey! Um, I think it's a tie. That's tied, so I gotta find another game. Hold on. This, this madcap game. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, Aaron. Name I've got a game for you guys. It's some really obscure Evil Dead questions. I think it ends across the original trilogy. So I'll go ahead and ask uh, some of these. There's quite an extensive list. And uh, we'll see what your knowledge base is compared to Brandon's. So let's see how this goes. Let's do it. It's on. All right. Which of Ash's hands gets possessed, leading to one of the most over-the-top funniest acting scenes ever? His right hand. His right, right hand. hand. Who's laughing now? I say that because because he keeps he tries to tell himself he's all right, and I always say, <laughs> you're all left now. <laughs> <laughs> What years are here reported to through the time vortex? What yeah. year? Um, you know, 13, um, 14. Medieval dead times? Do you have a number, Brandon? Because Aaron's kind of close. Really? I'm close with 13, 14? <laughs> uh, I... Is it... 1313, how's that? You're much closer than Aaron. It's 1300 AD. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both pretty much nailed that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What book is on top of the bucket that the main character puts on top of his severed hand? A farewell to arms. <laughs> um, what is the name of the redneck character's wife? Bobby Joe! <laughs> yes, she's right. Bobby! <laughs> Joe! Baba Joe? <laughs> where Baba Joe at? <laughs> That's a scary line. Now that, that was Bill Cosby. <laughs> where Baba where my Baba uh, Joe? Oh, you oh, got that new Coke. <laughs> Let's just do this for half an hour. People love that, right? What is the name of the yeah. in the fruit cellar? Uh, Henry. That's correct. I'm too uh, slow. I'm I think it's the phone connection, maybe. Yes, yes, there is a delay. All my answers actually came first. <laughs> what models Ash's car make and model? Um, God, what's the classic? It's like a an Oldsmobile. That's correct so far. Seventy-three. Oof. Seventy-four. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea, Brandon? I about as good as Aaron. Oldsmobile Delta Royal eighty eight. That's it. Eighty eight. Okay, that's like the Army of Darkness one then. It's eighty eight. Yeah. According Sam Raimi had time travel in the first one. According to his self introduction, Henry the Red, Duke of Shale, is Lord and Leader of what region? The the North. <laughs> Pretty good. I'll accept it. Northlands. Northlands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how many characters are played by the director Sam Raimi's brother Ted? Oh, I know what the last. What's one the last is. one? Last one's That's four. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's it's that one. 
Okay. First, okay. he's the cowardly captured warrior who doesn't want to die. Second, he's the villager, or he's one of the villagers who sticks with Ash. Third, he's the deadite warrior, and fourth, he's Ash. Smart. smart employee. All right. At the S Mart, how much does a 12 gauge retail for? I think I know it, Brady Brandon. Do you have an answer? Mm, maybe 50 bucks. 199.95. Can you repeat that, please? 199.95. It's 109.95. Ah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew it was 95. I knew that. <laughs> I knew it was the, the, the sense wasn't 99. It was 95. <laughs> The magic words Platu Barada Nikto what that Ash speaks to when taking the book were taken word for word from what classic movie? Oh the day the Earth That is correct. Yes. To help their chances of defeating the skeleton army, Ash needs complimentary help. What very useful book does he retrieve from the trunk of his car? Oh, it's like not Fangoria. Is it chemistry one oh one? Physics one oh one? No, okay, okay. Right. Uh, you could totally steal popular mechanics. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like it's is it, is it something one hundred and one or it, something like that? It's similar to the title that you first said, but it's, it's just one hundred and one. What would it be? One hundred and two. <laughs> What's a different way to phrase one hundred and one? Chemistry. Yes, that's chemistry. correct. <laughs> <laughs> see here. Last question. What camera trick was used to uh, was used to the incredible effect throughout most of the film? And this is talking about the Evil Dead. The original, the first one. Like handheld? Uh, sort of something that they did with the tape. Reverse shots? Reduced frame rate. Reduced frame rate. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of slow motion. Though. Most of the action scenes were done to great effect with reduced frame rate. So there you go. I think that, uh, Aaron, you, I think that, well, I think the telephone connection kind of slowed Brandon down. I think he would have been right on par with you. So. I, I agree. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to give this one to Brandon. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> So kudos to you, Brandon. Oh. I'm red, I'm red with happiness for you, Brandon. <laughs> I have a, I have a tiebreaker for you right. guys. Okay, so of course, Linda in the first Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, gets possessed, and she says the phrase, we're going to get you, we're going to get you, time to go to sleep, not another peep. Who can do a better version of that in her, her voice? voice? Yeah. Uh, is it the high-pitched voice, or is it the the double? It's the high-pitched voice. We're going to get you, we're going to get you, not another peep. How's that? Pretty That's good? pretty good. Abe. Going to get you. We are going to get you. Not a peep. For Gotham is yours. Abe, I didn't ask you to bring one of your friends. <laughs> I asked you to do it, but I'll accept that Boom! one. Boom! I think, who's joining? We're going to get you. We're going to get you. That's my word. Is that the dude from Casablanca? <laughs> It's Peter Lorre. Yeah, it's Peter Lorre. We are going to get you. Let's just do it all Peter Lorre episode. I think Brandon nailed that nailed. one. So, yeah. so Brandon actually won a game now. That's good. Yep. <laughs> Let's move on. Maybe my first one. Let's move on for this for this hastily assembled game segment into our next part. 
Out Now presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Once again, not a big week. Um, Hyde Park on Hudson's the only movie that comes out this week. That was, you know, recently. That's the, uh, that's the Bill Murray plays FDR movie that did not set the world on fire like many thought it might last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Has anyone seen it? Brandon? No. No. Okay. I have not. So, uh, you know, be there or maybe not. Wait, one of those. <laughs> next, next week, there are some good releases coming out, so, you know, we'll look up to that then. But, in terms of movies next week, on the next show, we're gonna talk about 42. This is the, uh, the, the film about Jackie Robinson. And, um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's do a little box office prediction. Is there anything else coming out with it? Uh, Scary Movie 5, still scaring. Mm, that's rated R. No, it is not. Oh. Haven't been rated R since two. Oh. Hmm. Uh. Uh, but I'll give you a little, little, little back history, uh, because the scary movie movies do quite well, although it's been a while. Oh, yeah. But 42 is a biopic. Scary, scary movies opening in more theaters. Um, but let's see, the others. Scary movie opened to 42 million. Scary movie 2 opened to 20 million. Scary movie 3, 48 million. Scary movie 4, 40 million. Mm. But of course, there's been a there's been like a seven year gap between this and the last scary movie. And there was a haunted house earlier this year. There was a haunted house earlier this year. Uh, yeah. Um, by the by the uh, original scary movie people. Yeah, yeah. And um, forty two, it's a baseball period drama. Baseball movies don't tend to do great. I'll say, like Moneyball opened nineteen million. Uh, oh man, nineteen million really? Uh, yeah. I will say that forty two is going to be. We'll go with, uh, nah, I, I like it more than I like Scary Movie 5, so I'm just gonna go with that. I'll say first place, um, and I'll say, uh, like a, in the middle of the road, like 32 million. I think I'm gonna be all wrong, but I would rather have that than Scary Movie 5. Could be on the record as to saying words somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna go with, 24 million first place. That's a, that's a nice solid bet. <clears throat> Do I have to guess Scary Movie no. 5 as well? Or? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot a little higher. I'm gonna base this entirely off of the performance of the call. And <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting way of going with it. Okay. That's how I start things. I'm just gonna one up Abe and say 33, just to give him just one million dollars. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Pushing me out of my own game. Exactly. That's how it's done. So, um, so yeah, that's actually how we're gonna do it this week. We're out now for Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog at codezeke.com. We can find all my written movie reviews as well as at wiseofblue.com for my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at Twitter at twittercom ps 3 I also I'm still occasionally on Just Seen It, so you know check out. JustSeenIt.com or a PBS, PBS SoCal for SoCal folks. And often, you know, you can watch me on the TVs or the YouTubes. And, uh, up north in California now too, right? It's all, it is actually oh. national now. It's all over the country. Well, if you're in so the you can... northern California, it's KQED. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, check, I think you check JustSeenIt.com. You can probably find out where it's, you know, playing locally. And we love those guys. We gotta get them back on the podcast at some point. Hey, uh, Have more fun yeah. stuff at walrusmoose.blackspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, where I'll hopefully be posting some new stuff this week. Great! Brandon? Hey, uh, you can find 
find me at naptownnerd.blogspot.com. I just uh, set it up. So there's only really four articles there, but not a lot of acting. Um, I'm on Twitter at, at BP Peters. And uh, just want to say being on episode 98, awesome, but it kind of feels like that person in the reality TV show contest that gets booted off two weeks before the finale. <laughs> You'll be back soon enough. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You didn't get the rose this week, but there's always another show. Yes. Hey, real quick, the Naptown Nerd. Do you want it? Do you have like a brief mission statement of what that site's about? Um, it's basically um, if you liked my retrospectives uh, on Scott Mendelson's site, Mendelson's Memos, um, they will be appearing there now. Um, I'll be doing retrospectives. I'll do some commentary on some television programming. So. Programs of my choosing, currently doing Hannibal. Uh, also, movie reviews, although I don't get to them early very often, and a lot of times they go on Saturday morning, so a little later on those reviews, and just kind of lists and all sorts of things that are on my mind. So cool. if you've enjoyed what I've had to say about things, well, now you have a central place to get it all the time. Great. Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now, Theron and Abe on iTunes at hhwlod.com, of course, where you can find our show as well as the other shows on the network, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and the Legion of Dudes, other fun shows about comics and games and stuff. Outnow.podomatic.com, you can find some of the newest episodes and some exclusives. Uh, we actually recently did an exclusive that's only available on the Podomatic site. It's for Stoker and Spring Breakers, me, myself, and Maxwell Haddad. Uh, we joined we joined forces together on that one to talk about those two movies. Uh, the YouTube page. Back on slash podcast where you can find the main release of the week if you don't want to really listen to any of the segments. Another slew of stuff is going to be coming up this week. Great. Uh, Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to write in to Gorehor and Ghostboy. See what they have to say about things. We'll be happy to read emails regarding those two on the show, as well as your thoughts on Evil Dead and other horror remakes in general. Uh, Facebook.com slash Outnowpodcast and Twitter.com slash Outnow underscore podcast. You can follow and like those pages. And uh, you know, get in all the all the listener fun that we like to have on those sites. Uh, Brandon, thank you for Thanks, joining Brandon. us on this episode. Always a pleasure. Sure, and yeah, until next time when we talk about the the famous Jackie Robinson. That's going to do it for this week's episode. So, so and long. goodbye. weapon of choice for your killer, and what's the origin behind your killer? Why is he so killy? Why is he so killy, Brandon? <laughs> Why is he so killy? Why is he so killy? He's getting stabby! <laughs>